track that. So let's turn to the Luke, the 18th, or excuse me, Luke, the 18th chapter, verses 9 through 14. Let's read there if you would. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Luke 18, verse 9. And it says, He spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee and the other was a, pub, uh, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as that publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much his own eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast saying, God, God be merciful to me a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a wonderful day you've already given us, Lord. We can leave right now and say it's been wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. What a blessing it is to be with your people. Father, we just pray that we can lift up the precious holy name of Jesus. I pray that you give me the words to say to just set me aside, Lord, and use me this morning. And if there's someone here that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, I pray that they'll come today before it's eternally too late. Or, Father, I pray if there's a Christian here that's struggling, I pray to just touch them, Lord, and bring them closer to you, Lord. Help us all, Lord. We need your grace, we need your mercy, and we need your love, Lord. And we just praise you for this. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. So, so here we have a Pharisee. Do you know what a... Uh, this is an old Bible story. If you've been to Bible school any amount of time, you've probably heard this story. It's an old, old story about the Pharisee who was a religious leader of the time. And he, uh, he was at the temple praying. And then this publican who the people hate, he was, they, he was considered a turncoat with his people. He, uh, he was a tax collector for the Roman Empire. He was despised and this publican and this Pharisee was praying and the publican and the Pharisee looked over and said, Lord, thank you for not making me like that fellow right there. God help us. God help us. And the publican standing over by himself, he couldn't even lift up his eyes and he beat on his chest. He said, Lord, forgive me for I'm a sinner. <laughs> so this is the attitude that we have. Either we think that we're good or we think that we need Christ. And all of us will face this junction in our lives. Are we the publican or are we the Pharisee? The attitude of sin is, hasn't changed since the dawning of, of the Garden of Eden. Uh, the attitude of sin, we've always looked at, to somebody else. We'll say it's their fault why I sin. It's their fault because I can't live right. But in truth, we all come our sin. We all have sin and come short of the glory of God. And none of us are above sin. All have sin. If we say that we have no sin, we call God a liar. And we look down our nose at people that are a little bit different. I'm, I'm talking to myself this morning. We look at people that are a little bit different. They may smell a little bit different. They may dress a little bit different. We look down our nose and we're just like that Pharisee thinking to ourselves, Boy, I'm glad I'm not like them. 
This is a tough message to preach the first time as associate pastor. But that's what the Lord has given me this morning. So are we a publican just needing mercy or are we the Pharisee think that we got it all under control? Well, what happens here? The Bible says that I tell you this man, the, the publican went down justified. Just if he had never sinned, God forgave him of his sins right then and there. Rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. It's a true gospel message today about grace and works. What are we living in today? Are we living under grace or are we living under works? We try to work ourselves silly to be, bring favor to God and nothing ever gets done except by and through the grace of God. That's the only way that we can have favor with God. And the only way that the, favor, the public can have favor is just be begged for mercy and grace. This, and the Pharisee thought of himself so much. Well, I pray, I pray every day. I tithe, I, I stand out and people just think how wonderful I am. And in truth, his heart was so far from God. He looked down his nose at the public. Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're all guilty. We all sin. We all need a Savior. In verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, there's a stern warning right here. It says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Let me read that again. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation always make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Do you get the message in that? The publican thought highly of himself. What happens to the publican? He becomes abased. What happens to the, I mean, I'm excuse the Pharisee. He thought himself great. He thought himself in tune with God. And he was so far from God, he didn't know it. And the publican just begged for mercy. So the Pharisee, what happens? In verse 12 again, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We're all guilty. We're all in the same condition. We all need a Savior this morning. And if it not by the grace of God, we would all be like the publican. We would all be needing a Savior. If it not by the grace of God, one day he reached down and through his blood of Jesus Christ saved me one day. I pray that that's your testimony today, that God reached down one day and saved you by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. We can't work ourselves to heaven. We can't work enough. A lot of people think that life is just a, a scale and if you do more good works than bad works, well, maybe you'll get into heaven. That's a lie. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't do good deeds to get ourselves to heaven. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're uh, the president of the United States. I don't care if you're the king of England. I don't care what you are. Unless you've been saved by and through the blood of Jesus Christ, you're in the same condition that publican before he got saved. That's the truth. That's what we need to recognize today. And now, when we read the book of Corinthians, have you ever read through the book of Corinthians? These people were messed up. 
they were just messed up. They, uh, let's just, there's a list of things. Let's see. Uh, let me find my notes here. I didn't, you pray for me, all right? They were divided, the church at Corinth. This is a church that Paul's preaching to. They were divided. They had contentions among themselves. They asked Paul if it was okay to uh, act in these pagan religious ceremonies where they had promiscuous sex, where they had these giant parties. They were asking Paul if that was okay. They asked Paul if it was okay to eat food to idols. These people were messed up. You follow me? These people were messed up. Uh, and they, uh, you could go on and on. They, uh, they didn't know whether to follow Paul or Apollos or Christ or John the Baptist. They were messed up. And what's our first reaction when we read those things? We say, those people are messed up. But by the grace of God, we're in the same boat those people are in the church of Corinth. Right? We can think that we got it all by the, uh, you know, by the tiger, by the tail. We got it all going on. But unless we believe in Jesus Christ, unless we accept his grace and mercy, we're in the same boat as these Corinthians, right? These people were messed up. But if, what? Let me read that verse 12 again. It says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Be careful. Those people were messed up, but I'm messed up too. <laughs> You're messed up too. We're all a mess. <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong. We all, we, we all are, have the sinful nature, but by and through the grace of God, we don't have to be a mess, right? But we tend to look down our nose at people. They're having a, tr they're having a hard time. They're struggling. They don't know what to do. And we tend to look down and say, well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not like those Corinthians. If we're not careful, we can end up just like Follow me? If we're not careful, we can end up just like contentious, you know, divisive, all those things that, that we think, man, they, they need help. Well, they do need help, but we need help as well. And I, you know, I don't know if anything going on in church. I don't know. But anyway, be careful what you say. Be careful. I don't want to be like those Corinthians. Well, at the beginning of, verse, of uh, chapter 10 in 1 Corinthians, Paul gives an example of the children of Israel. Those people were messed up. That's, a, that's using the, uh, today's vernacular. They were messed up. <laughs> well, let's, what, let's say, Moreover, brethren, I would not have you ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And then drop down to verse 6. It says, Now these things were... Our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be idolaters or some of them as it was written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. That means having promiscuous sex. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. We look at the children of Israel and we say, boy, they were messed up. You getting the message this morning? And by the grace of God, we would be messed up. 
Only by the grace of God that we can stand and claim any goodness, any righteousness that I can claim is only through Jesus Christ. The only righteousness I can claim is by the blood of Jesus Christ and Him living inside of me through the Holy Spirit. That's the only goodness I can claim this morning. That's the only goodness that you can claim this morning. And before we look down our nose at somebody and say, boy, I'm glad God didn't make me like them. You remember the Pharisee? I'm glad you didn't make me like them. We can get in the same condition. Our heart can get in the same condition. What about the day when you go leave this building this morning? We go and we see people that are struggling with sin. We see people that are not dressed like we are, not don't act like we do, and, and we begin to think to ourselves, Lord, I'm glad you don't make me like them. Lord, we thank you for not making me like them. Instead of looking down our nose at those people, we need to explain to them the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to tell these people about Jesus. That's our only commission, is to tell people about Jesus Christ. We are not... We don't go around and you need to do this, you need to do that. And, and unless they ask you, then you can tell them, right? But we don't go around telling people uh, that that's a sin, this is a sin, you need to quit doing that, you need to clean up, you need to come to church. All those things are great. But unless they know Jesus Christ, it's all in vain. And we shouldn't look down our nose at people that look different than us and are dressed different than us, maybe smell a little bit different than us. Look down our nose and say, thank you, Lord, for not making me like them. God, help us. God, help me. We all fail and we all come short of the glory of God. So what are we to tell them? First, in Ephesians chapter 1, if you would turn there real quickly. Ephesians chapter 1. We need to tell them about God's wonderful plan of salvation. What is that? Ephesians chapter 1, 6 through 8. It says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. There's that word. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. It's only by the grace of God. And chapter 2, verses 5 through 9 says of Ephesians, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us, through Christ Jesus. This is the verse we all love to claim. And we need to teach this verse. By, for by grace are you saved through faith. And not of our, uh, yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. The Pharisee was a boaster, was he not? The Pharisee looked down his nose at the publican, did he not? The Bible says that he would be the the publican would be exalted and the Pharisee would be abased or be brought down. One more verse, my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is chapter 2, verse 13. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye 
who were sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We were those people that looked different. We were those people that smelt different. We were those people that were lost and dying and going to hell without any chance except through and by the grace of God. We were those people. Or are, we are those people. We cannot deny that. We cannot look down our noses at people that are different than us. We need to love everybody. We need to tell everybody about Jesus Christ. And you may be here today and you may be struggling. You may know Jesus Christ, but you may, you may be struggling with a particular sin. You may be struggling with the fact that uh, you just, just things are just, you just a mess. <laughs> if you would turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 real quickly. We'll say this and then we'll close. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Have you ever had somebody out in the world come up to you and say, is this, is this a sin? Uh, what do you think about this? Is, this? is this wrong? And you may struggle in your own life and you may try to justify sin in your own life. And you may look at yourself, is this what I'm doing? Is it sin? Is this against God's will? Well, Paul gave us a little test in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 31. It says, in verse 31, chapter 10, Whether therefore ye eat or ye drink whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Is what you're doing bringing glory to God? Is what you got in your life that you're struggling with, does it bring glory to God? If not, you need to examine. 32, give none offense, neither to the Jews nor the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Is what you're doing or what they're asking you about is whether it's a sin, does it bring glory to the church? Does it, does it help the church? And the third thing he says in verse 33, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Is what you're doing profiting many that they may be saved? Is what I'm doing, and I need to examine my life, is what I'm doing for profit of many that they may be saved? Am I, my life, is my life pointing someone to Jesus Christ? Is what I'm doing hindering someone from being saved? Is what I'm doing bringing down the church? Is what I'm doing not bringing glory to God? We need to ask ourselves these questions. Now, I know I'm talking to the, one, some of the greatest people in the world right here. I'm talking to the greatest people in the world. But sometimes we need to stop. And we need to look, take an account of what our lives are. And we need to ask ourselves, are we a publican or are we the Pharisee? That's a, long, that's a story that we've heard our whole lives. And it's a good question. Am I being a publican? Or am I being a Pharisee? That's what I ask you today. David, Benny.